Good morning. It's wonderful to see everyone here this morning. We want to thank you for being here with us today. <clears throat> we thank you for making the choice and the decision to be here with us to worship God in truth and in spirit and to praise God with song and to study from his word. I, I pray that the study this morning will be edifying unto you and that is according to God's will <clears throat> and is according to God's word as we study the, the Bible uh, together. If you are visiting with us, we want to thank you very much for being here with us. You have blessed us with your presence here this morning and we hope that you find yourself comfortable here in the services, and we hope that you find yourself edified this morning from the study of God's Word. There's a lot of stuff to turn on. Let's <clears throat> make sure that it's all tur uh, turned on. <clears throat> this morning, I'm going to have most of the verses up here on the board. We're going to look at from the King James Version as well as the New King James Version. I, I appreciate Riley reading that this morning from the New King James Version, Psalms 23. We're going to st study that some this morning as well as some other things, and I hope that you are, are edified this morning by the study of this morning. But I want to ask a question as we begin this morning. Are you satisfied? Are you satisfied this morning? Are you satisfied right now? Are you satisfied spiritually? You might you're probably not satisfied completely spiritually because that's why you're here today. So you can study God's word so you can get that satisfaction so that you can improve your life. Are you satisfied with your finances? Are you satisfied with your spouse? Are you satisfied with your life, with your education, with all these things? You know, we have lots of stuff that, we, that satisfies us on this earth. And there's lots of things that we are become unsatisfied with. And I want us to examine those things today and see that sometimes that unsatisfaction can be damaging for our lives. It can be damaging for our spiritual lives. So where do we go to fix those things? And where do we go to get that satisfaction that we, that we need this morning? Are you satisfied with your fi uh, finances <laughs> today? And there's, there's nothing wrong as, as I say that. If you want to work towards getting a raise or, or getting more money, there's nothing wrong with having a job and making a living so you can provide for your family and pay your bills and all that type of stuff. But some people will take that and they will covet that more money and it will become sinful and corrupting in their lives. So are you satisfied with your finances this morning? We're going to look at that this morning. Are you satisfied with your spouse this morning? You know, there's many times that, that, that people may leave their spouse, or they may be dissatisfied with some aspect of their marriage, and they go seeking some other sort of pleasure, some other sort of satisfaction to fill that need. And why is that? Why do these things happen? And there's a key that I want us to, uh, to talk about this morning that can keep us satisfied. It can keep us from turning towards something else, looking to fill that satisfaction that we need. Are you satisfied with your life right now? That there are some people that become dissatisfied with their life or they're not satisfied with the way their life is going. Why is that? How can we become satisfied with this life so that we don't do something drastic and change who we are if we are not satisfied with our life? And are you satisfied spiritually? I would bet that that satisfaction spiritually needs to be renewed every Sunday morning. And that's why we're here. Or, or, or Wednesday night so that we can continue that satisfaction that we need. And I'm going to talk about that satisfaction, where that comes from this morning. So to begin, what is satisfaction? And I have an example, one of the best ways that I can explain what satisfaction is and how we feel satisfaction. I really enjoy a BLT. If you don't know what BLT stands for, that's bacon, lettuce, and tomato. That when Miranda makes a BLT, for one, I'm satisfied because she's the one making it, so I don't have to do it. Two, she makes it and is extremely good. And when I eat it, I am satisfied with that meal. So you get that feeling of satisfaction. And we get that from food a lot. I don't know about you. I do. When I eat food, good food, sometimes it doesn't even need to be good food. I get satisfied because I'm hungry. And then 
Miranda might let me do something like buy jalapeno bacon. And then I realized I was never satisfied before with the, ba with the BLT. But now that I'm allowed to have that type of bacon on it, I know true satisfaction. Anyways, we understand that many times we are hungry and we need food. And when we get that good food, it is satisfying to us. We have a feeling of satisfaction when we get that food, when we get that BLT. And especially that jalapeno bacon at BLT. But here's the thing. Eventually, it's not going to satisfy. It's going to be gone. And I'm going to need it again and again or something different. I don't eat BLTs every day. But I would. But... There's some things that we need every day, uh, like food. And when we eat that food, it satisfies. But as, as we talk about our life and we talk about things of our life and we talk about spiritual things of our life, where do we go to get that satisfaction? Because I know where to go. I go to Miranda. I go to the kitchen. I get that satisfaction that I need for food. But what do we need when we need our spiritual satisfaction or we need our life satisfaction or we see things going wrong in our lives and we want to fix that? Where do we go to get that satisfaction? And we go to God. If you are looking for satisfaction spiritually anywhere in this world, whether it's TV or magazines or any form of pleasure, you will never find that satisfaction. God is the only one that can give you true satisfaction when it comes to your spiritual life. God is the only one that can give you absolute satisfaction in this life. There's things that we need like food and love and caring that satisfies us in clothing, but I'm talking about real satisfaction. Those things are temporary satisfaction. We need that eternal true satisfaction, and God is the only one that can give that to us. Now, Riley read from Psalms chapter 23. He read the whole psalm. If you look at that psalm, you will see someone who says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If the Lord is your shepherd, you're going to be satisfied. Because he's there protecting you in the face of your enemies. He's there keeping you and guarding you. His rod and his staff, they comfort you. They, they protect you. They may even prod you in the direction that you need to go so that you stay on the right path. And that is satisfying. And that's what God wants for, for us in this life. And the Bible here says, I shall not want. That word want means lack. If you are satisfied, you're not lacking anything. If you are satisfied, you're not in want because you have received that satisfaction. That's what the shepherd can do for you. Is the Lord your shepherd this morning? Is he the one that is giving you the satisfaction that you need? Is he the one that is guiding you on the path that you need? So that when these things come about finances or spouse or life in general, and these things start to be unsatisfying, does the shepherd prod you back? Does he lead you? Say, yes, it is. You know, the Bible says in Psalms chapter 17, verse, verse 15, the Bible says, for as me, for as for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. Psalms 90 verse 14 says, Oh, satisfy us early with thy mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all the days, all our days. It is God who satisfies. It is God who gives that satisfaction. Not that we can't get satisfaction from some earthly things, but God is the giver of satisfaction. And if we let God be that one who gives us that satisfaction and we recognize that his mercy and his righteousness will give us that satisfaction, we will be filled and it will be easier to be satisfied with all those things in life. That when we look and we are unsatisfied with certain things of our life, we need to look and say, are we actually letting God be our shepherd? Is God actually the one who's giving us that true spiritual sacrifice? Because that true spiritual sacrifice will lead to satisfaction in the other aspects of your life, being a godly person, being a Christian. You know, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. When you are satisfied, you are filled. Like I just talked about eating that sandwich. When I eat that sandwich and then Miranda lets me eat another sandwich, I'm filled now. And I have that satisfaction. I have that, that, 
that feeling of being satisfied because I am filled. That many times if we hunger and thirst for righteousness, you can be filled. It's not saying if you hunger and thirst for, for righteousness, you might be filled if you're lucky. You will be filled if you are letting the Lord be your shepherd. If you are going to his word and his will to fill that need of wanting to be satisfied. As I said earlier, we, we, we looked at four different things. These are just four examples of some things that I believe some people become unsatisfied with. And there are many others that we can go on and on, but these are the ones that I picked to study about this morning. And I want us to look at finances and spouse. That many times, there are other examples, but I believe that many times people become unsatisfied with their pay, unsatisfied with their money, unsatisfied with their possessions, unsatisfied with their things, and it spins out of control. And then they're never satisfied. But here's the thing. The Bible tells us that you're never going to be satisfied with those earthly money things. And there's times that marriages can be broken up. that people become unsatisfied with their spouse. Why is that? How can we fix that? You know, in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10, the Bible says, He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity. He says, if you love it silver, you're not going to be satisfied. If you love abundance and increase of all these things, you're never going to be satisfied. There's not enough money on this earth that's going to satisfy you if that's what you love. If that's where your heart is. If your heart and your love is on those treasures or on that money or on that silver, you're not going to be satisfied with it. If it's on abundance or things or, or possessions all about you, all around you, there's not enough things or possessions to fill that satisfying need. You can't fill it says that this is vanity, that you will not be satisfied with these things because that's what they love. You know, the Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil, not money, the love of money, that if you covet those things, if you covet that silver, if you covet those possessions, you're never going to be satisfied with those things. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 21, the Bible says, lay not up for yourselves treasures, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither, neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So where is your heart? A lot of times the people become unsatisfied with these things because that's all they think about. That's where their heart and their mind is. It's on these possessions. It's on these money. And they have to have it. They have to have it. Well, you're never going to have enough to be satisfied. God says, if you lay up yourself treasures in heaven and let him be your shepherd and let him be your guide, he says, that's where your heart is going to be. And any time where my heart is, that's where I want satisfaction. That if your heart is towards God and towards spiritual things and toward a home in heaven, guess what? God can give you satisfaction in those things. He can make your calling and election sure where you will have that satisfaction. And if you're living towards God and you're being a godly person, you're being a Christian, these other things like silver and possessions, you'll be satisfied with what you have. You'll be satisfied with those things because those things are of the earth. And you realize that your true satisfaction is things that are not on this earth. You know, Proverbs chapter 13 verse 25 says, The righteous eateth, <clears throat> excuse me, the righteous eateth to the satisfying of his soul, but the belly of the wicked shall want. Now, we just talked about what want means, don't we? It's lacking. It says the belly of the wicked is always going to be hungry. The belly of the wicked is always going to be one. I'm not just talking about food. I'm talking about things, I'm talking about possessions, talking about pleasures, and then things like that, that the wicked, their belly is never full. 
It says, but the righteous eat it to the satisfying of their soul. See, if we are looking towards righteous things, right things, if we are looking towards God and his will and his ways, we're going to be satisfied. God tells us that. And if we do that, then these other earthly things will fall into place because we are looking towards the hereafter and not the now because all these things are temporary. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 18 through 20, I want to talk about our spouse for, for, for just a moment so we can look at these verses and, and, and think on these verses when it comes to our spouse and what the Bible says we should do in these situations. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 18 through 20 says, Let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. <clears throat> Let her be as a loving hind and a pleasant roe. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times, and be thou ravished always with her love. And why wilt thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman and embrace the bosom of a stranger? Proverbs 5, verse 21 says, For the ways of a man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sin. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly shall he go astray. He shall go astray. Why? Because the Lord is not his shepherd. It says, The wife of thy youth, let her satisfy you all the day. Always be ravished with her love and don't go seeking somebody else why is that because it's not good it said that you should be satisfied with your wife and not go astray and i think that one of those connections that we need to make is that those that are godly people that are serving god and the lord is their shepherd you're not going to want to go astray you're going to want to stay on the path because staying with your wife and letting her sacrifice or your husband that's the path that god wants you to take that's the path that the shepherd is leading you on but many times we become dissatisfied with those things and we, and we become dissatisfied with our spouse in many different aspects. And I think that one of those things is because we don't understand or have that true satisfaction from God. Those that are Christians, those that are living a godly life will be satisfied with these things. We'll be able to work through these things because we realize how temporary that this life is, that we are looking towards the hereafter and we're not thinking about ourselves matthew chapter 6 verse 24 says no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other you cannot serve god and mammon and mammon there is riches or treasures you cannot serve god and mammon it says you can't have two masters if you are going about and you're trying to have satisfaction with treasures with earthly things with pleasures guess who your master is it's not god it's you and if you are your master, well, then you cannot serve God. The Bible says it very plainly here. You cannot serve two masters. You serve one or the other. If you're serving God, then you will be satisfied with the things of this earth. You'll be satisfied with your life on this earth because you realize that you are not of this earth. Just like the song that we sing all the time. This world is not my home. I am waiting to be with God. Paul said that many times. It is better for me to be with God. He said, I'd rather go and, and, and be with him. Bible here says you cannot serve two masters. If you're serving the world and trying to seek satisfaction from the world, you're not serving God. And if you are serving God, you will find that all these things will satisfy you. Or it's much easier to deal with those things, to deal with the conflict, to be content with such things as you have if you are a godly person. And if we are more godly or there were more Christians, we would have less of these problems that we see. You know, the other thing that I, I talked about is life in general, that there's many times that we just talked about spouse, we just talked about those things, we just talked about finances and treasures and wealth and how we are not satisfied with those things. And sometimes we just want to group it up into life. I'm not satisfied with my life. I'm not satisfied with my job. I'm not satisfied with my spouse. I'm not satisfied with my clothes. I'm not satisfied with 
all these things and we just lump it up into one big comment and say life is unsatisfying have you ever said that or have you ever known someone who has said that i am unsatisfied with my life the bible says in matthew chapter 16 verse 26 for what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul for what shall a man give in exchange for his soul soul his soul if we are focused on our soul and focused on eternal life then we recognize that this life is temporary. It is a, a short amount of time compared to what God offers his children. That many times we are unsatisfied with this life, but we're not looking at it in, in the right perspective. This life is temporary. We want to live towards God. And if you're living towards God, my opinion is that all these other things will fall into place. That you will be able to be content with what you have because you are living a godly life. And, the, and it says here, what if you did get all these things? Just think about that for a moment. What if you did get all the pleasure that you wanted, that you were able to change your spouse whenever you felt like it, that you were able to get all the money in the world and all the riches in the world, that you had the body that you wanted, that you didn't have to go work out or diet. All these things were always yours, but you lose your soul. You lose your eternal soul. It's not worth it that if we are seeking that satisfaction other than God, that we will not be content with the things that we have on this earth. And that's when the problems and the sin come about you know Philippians chapter 4 verse 11 Paul says not that I speak in respect of want for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content first Timothy chapter 6 verse 6 says but godliness with contentment is great gain do, do you see a connection that's the connection I'm trying to make here godliness with with contentment that if you're a godly person you can be content Paul says here, for I have learned that I'm not in want. Why? Because I have learned to be content with what things that I have. The whatever state I have, I am content. Why? Because Paul was a servant of God. Paul was a servant of his Lord Jesus Christ. That he had learned to be content with whatever things he has. Because he knows that this is going to be gone. Eventually it's going to be nothing. And he wants to make sure that he is content and leading a godly life. That godliness with contentment is great gain. That those that have all these problems not being satisfied with this life are those that are, do not understand or know the true satisfaction that comes with God. The satisfaction that Jesus Christ offers each and every one of us. You know, Hebrews chapter 13, verses 4 through 6, the Bible says, Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and, adult, and adulterers God will judge. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. The Bible says, Be content with such things as you have. Why? Why be content with the things that you have? Because God has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. The Lord is my helper. You know, I'm not saying that we're not going to have these times where we feel unsatisfied or these times of stress where we want something to change but if you have the lord as your helper you can deal and cope with those things you can learn to be satisfied with those things because the bible says be content with such things as you have because god has already said i will never leave thee nor forsake thee that is someone looking beyond this life looking beyond these things and looking towards god and those that do that will find that it's much easier to be content with such things as you have because they know that the Lord is their helper. And last on this list is spiritually. Are you satisfied spiritually this morning? I found that throughout the years I realized that I'm always needing more. 
that any time I feel unsatisfied spiritually, I go to study or I go to prayer or I go to church so I can receive that satisfaction. And that's the one thing about satisfaction. Just like I talked about that BLT, that many times I need another one because the food, it gets used and it's gone and you need more food. That many times we have to go where that satisfaction is. Or what about your, your mother's love? Like it, when you're a child and you're afraid or you're scared and you need that comfort and, the, and that satisfaction of knowing that your mommy is there, well, you can go to your mommy and then keep going to your mommy. And she's always there giving you that satisfaction that you need. That's the one thing that I want us to understand is that we need to continuously go to the source of our satisfaction. And we continuously go towards God who will give us that satisfaction to help us with every aspect of our lives. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 25, and Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, we, we've, we've already read. I want to bring them back up for just a moment. Here in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 25, if you remember that verse, we're talking about the belly of the wicked shall be in want, but it says the righteous eateth to the satisfying of his soul. And in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, it says, Blessed are they which hunger, which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. That we know where to go that it is God and his son, Jesus Christ, and his word, that if we go to that, we will be satisfied, just like that refrigerator that's always open or that pantry that's always there. God is always there, and his satisfaction is always available, and it never runs out. It's not like money, or it's not like time. Like the people on this earth, we will eventually pass away. Time will be over. God will never be over. God's satisfaction is always available, and we can access that satisfaction because we constantly need that filling of our, of our souls and that filling of our bellies, so to speak, and that filling of that satisfaction. And God will give that for us. You know, Psalms chapter 107, verses 8 through 9, the Bible says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he, satisfying, for he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. God is always ready to, to do that. That if you're trying to fill your soul with something on this earth, you will not be satisfied. If you want to fill your soul with God and his word and his will and his ways and his commandments, that will satisfy the hungry soul. That will satisfy the longing soul. And you will be able to be satisfied and content with the things of this earth. On Wednesday nights, if you haven't been joining us on Wednesday nights, we've been going through the book of John. If you recall from John chapter four, we, we went over that story. And in that story, there's a woman at the well where Jesus, is go, where Jesus goes to the well and he's there at, at this well, and then his, his, his disciples, his apostles, so to speak, go into town so they can buy some food and things of that nature. And Jesus waits by that well, and a woman comes to that well, and he starts talking to, to this woman, and he starts te teaching this woman, or he's asking her questions, and she's asking questions, and all these things, it's a wonderful interaction there with this woman at the well. And he's trying to teach her some things. And during that interaction, Jesus says here, talking about, the well, he says, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. He's talking about the well, the physical well that's there where people went and got water, life-giving water, water that they needed. He said, Anyone drinks this water is going to thirst again. Verse 14, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. It says there, those that go to that regular well, that water, you're going to thirst again, and you're going to need more water, and you're going to need more water. And it's just like this life, those, those things that we talked about, you're not going to be satisfied with those things. You can't be satisfied with silver if you love silver. It's not going to happen. God is the only one that gives true satisfaction. And Jesus said, the water that I give, it will completely satisfy. 
And that water that I give it will satisfy you. And that well that Jesus Christ is always open. It's never empty. It never runs dry. He will always be there ready to quench our thirst. Always ready there to give us that satisfaction that we need just like we're here this morning. That that satisfaction will always satisfy and that satisfaction will never run dry like the things of this earth. And if you're focused on that, the rest of the stuff will follow. If you would, turn with me to Luke chapter 15. As you're turning to Luke chapter 15, I do appreciate Riley reading this morning from Psalms chapter 23. At the moment, I'm going to read this. is Zachary Bowe's Bible. He wanted me to borrow it. He said I could borrow it so I could read from it. And he said that it's going to do good. It's a good Bible. He said it'll do you good. So the Jewett boys are, are definitely doing their part this morning. So I appreciate the borrowing of this Bible. Psalms chapter 15, verse 11. I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version this morning. As we think about this story, Luke chapter 15 is a story that many of you already know. And this is a story of someone who was unsatisfied. And then he realizes that that satisfaction was never going to satisfy. And he had to go back to the source of true satisfaction. And I want us to read that story here as we start to close this morning. Luke chapter 15, beginning of verse 11, the Bible says, Then a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me, so that so he divided to, him, to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and journeyed to a far country and wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How much of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and, and, and before you, and am no longer worthy to be called your son." Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. And when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. When you think about the prodigal son, there's many things and many lessons that we talk about. One of the things that I want us to bring about this morning is that satisfaction. He was unsatisfied, so he said, Father, give me my money. Give me the money, because he thought that money was going to satisfy him, and it did for a little bit. He took that money, he went into a far country, and he wasted it on prodigal living, on riotous living, on things of this earth, on pleasures and all those things. And for a while, that temporary money probably gave him some satisfaction. But guess what? The money ran out. The time ran out. The friends and the people that were probably his friends ran out. So then he was ended up feeding somebody else's pigs and was so hungry that he would have ate the slop that the pigs were eating. Guess what? He was not satisfied. He had no satisfaction in those things. Those earthly things were gone and they wasted away. And he realized that he needed to go back to his father's house. Because in his father's house, there's at least servants, he said, that had things and had food to eat. But once he got to the father's house, once he got back to his father's house, his father gave him clothing. His father gave him food. His father gave him jewelry, and his father gave him love. He kissed him. He said, this is my son who has returned. 
because God always satisfies. God is always ready to take his children into himself and make sure that they are satisfied. That no matter how much money, no matter how much pleasure, no how many friends you have, you cannot fill the void that humans need. Humans need that feeling of satisfaction. And God and his son are the only one that could do that. And the prodigal son realized that finally and went back to the source of satisfaction, true satisfaction. And then what happened when he went back to the father's house and the father gave him satisfaction, those earthly things were satisfied. He had food. They went and got a fatted calf and killed it. They had clothing again. He had all these things. Those things were taken care of because he went back to the father's house. That we need to go back to the father's house. If we feel unsatisfied with our spouse, if we feel unsatisfied with our finances, if we feel unsatisfied with our life in general, it's because we need to go back to the Father's house, and he will satisfy us. In closing, Isaiah chapter 55, verses 2 through 3, the Bible says, Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself with fatness, incline your ear, and come unto me. Here and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. And just like the prodigal son, when he returned home, the father was ready. The father could see him. He was looking afar. He, he was looking, and he could see his son coming. That many times in this earth, we want to fill ourselves with things that are just going to go away. That many times if we are unsatisfied with our life is because we need to go back to the Father's house. Go back to God who brings you that satisfaction. This morning, if you are not a child of God, if you have not gone to the Father's house at all, that Father's house is ready. If you are not a Christian, then you may see some of the things that I talked about this morning. Maybe it makes sense to you. If you're not a child of God and you are unsatisfied with this life, that's going to be the ticket. That's going to be the key, the, the linchpin, so to speak, that will help you be satisfied with these things. It's God. If you are a child of God and maybe you strayed a little bit, you become unsatisfied with some things, that happens. Go back to the Father's house. He's ready. He's prepared. We are helped. We are ready. We are prepared. If you are not a child of God and you wish to be baptized and become that child of God, we have water here behind me. It's, it's ready. It's ready to go. You can be baptized and you can be a child of God. You can be a Christian right now today and God will satisfy your soul. If you are a child of God and you are, have been having some trouble or anything of, of that nature and you wish to have some prayers of the church, we're prepared to assist you and help you with that to get you back on the right track. If there's anyone of either case, we ask that you please come sit on this front row and make your wishes known as we stand and we sing. <laughs>